0: KFCF in Fresno, your alternative radio station for the Central Valley. Keep it locked because coming up right now is Down in the Valley with Lloyd Carter. Good afternoon, everybody. This is Lloyd Carter. Happy Holidays to everyone. I just love that song, in case you're wondering. It's an old Hank Williams tune, and that's Cheryl Crow singing it on a Hank Williams tribute album. Well, I uh, have been away for a month, and uh, there's a lot going on in the water world, as you might suspect, as we are entering our second uh, parent winter of drought here in California. Lots of news. Uh, let me start with some of the bigger items, which is on December 6th a coalition of the uh, Chamber of California Chamber of Commerce the uh, California Farm Bureau uh, some big water districts in California agribusiness interests filed four separate initiatives uh, with the Attorney General's office and um, to uh, be on next November's ballot, and uh, each of these four initiatives, which are slight variations in them, I'll talk about one of them, but they're all somewhat similar, are for $11.6 billion, uh, and that's gonna be on top of the $9.5 billion that you taxpayers approved for water development problems last Year in 2006, so that's well over 20 billion dollars that the government wants the taxpayers to spend on water projects in California, and of course, uh, that ranges everything from good conservation projects up to extremely expensive dams, uh, which are highly controversial and which won't produce a lot of water. So, let me go through, uh, they're called versions A, B, C, and D of the california chamber of commerce and the farm bureau initiatives and of course uh, if you followed the water battles uh, in the legislature this past year the governor's office and the democratic control legislature were unable to come to terms on uh, the wording of an initiative that would have been promoted by the legislature and of course on top of all of this uh, billions of dollars uh, we have terrible budget news for the state of California we're now facing a 14 billion dollar deficit in the state budget and the governor is about to order 10 percent cuts in all programs uh, state government programs across the state in the coming year so uh, given the financial crunch uh, it makes very problematic uh, the possibility that an 11.6 billion dollar bond measure is going to be approved by the voters. Let me briefly go through uh what the Chamber of Commerce and the Farm Bureau proposal is. First of all, they would create a California Water Infrastructure Commission and Governing Board um, which would be responsible for overseeing design construction contracts for Delta conveyance facilities. That is the new buzzword, and basically, what we're talking about here is a peripheral canal. So, what in addition to this uh, forming this governing board to oversee these twenty billion dollars worth of water improvements? Uh, what is the breakdown? Well, specifically, they want two point four billion for what they call Delta sustainability, and of course, they want a, a peripheral canal, which would be part of a conveying system to take northern California water around the problem plague Delta to the big state and federal pumps at Tracy and then pump that water south into the western San Joaquin Valley and uh, to Southern California now one of the arguments obviously is that the Delta is extremely fragile the levee system up there and that a catastrophic earthquake could uh, imperil Delta water supplies and cause a huge problem, and that argument must be addressed, although you could shore up the levee system in the Delta without building a peripheral canal, so the two aren't necessarily linked. The Farm Bureau Chamber of Commerce proposal also calls for a $2.2 billion in what they call water supply reliability. Uh, this would be grant money for regional projects, including surface storage, recycling, conservation water quality improvements, and local regional conveyance. $1.5 billion would go for what they call clean drinking water. This would be uh, grants, loans, and expenditures for water treatment systems, groundwater contamination projects. This one caught my eye. Securing supplies against terrorism with all the canal systems that we have in california sending water around the state i do not know how you could insulate those against a terrorist attack there are hundreds of miles in the state aqueduct alone from the delta down into southern california unless you put that all in a pipe and put guards up and down it, uh, i think it's would be extremely vulnerable to attack but nevertheless maybe there are some things they can do to, to harden uh pumping stations and such as that the bond measure would also call for one billion dollars for conservation and pollution cleanup uh, and that one billion breaks down to 700 million for resolving water supply ecosystem conflicts and urban watershed management projects 85 million for the delta ecosystem and 100 million dollars for acquisition of water rights for wildlife refuges and habitats and of course, some folks in the environmental community say that wildlife, refuges and habitats already have a public trust claim on water and we shouldn't have to buy water that already belongs to the public. The bond measure uh, would also calls for $300 million in improvements on coastal watersheds, 250 million for a water recycling program three and a half billion for investment in state water project improvements and water storage. Now, the the Farm Bureau Chamber proposal lists three specific dam projects, the Sites Project in the Sacramento Valley, which we haven't talked too much about, Temperance Flat, which is on the San Joaquin River a few miles upstream from Friant Dam, northeast of Fresno, and the Los Vaqueros Reservoir. In the Bay Area um, and the language of the Initiative apparently would require that these new storage projects, these new dams would have to be operated in conjunction with new conveyance facilities uh, There would be a commission uh, that would oversee These dam projects and the state contribution for the benefits may not exceed 50 percent now, what's interesting is that they don't nothing in the initiative tells the voters who are going to have to cough up tax dollars to pay for these things. None of them tell you what these dams are ultimately going to cost. Within a 2-year period the temperance flat proposal went from 1.2 billion to over 2 billion and by the time it gets built it'll probably be 4 billion. The initiative also doesn't tell you what the per acre foot cost is and an acre foot is a unit of measurement in the water world it's enough water to cover an acre of land a foot deep approximately 326,000 gallons the the initiative does not tell you who will get the new water that's stored behind these dams and how much will they pay what percentage of that water will go to agriculture what will which what percent will go to cities development etc those are things that you're going to be asked to ignore when you vote on this 11.6 billion bond measure next fall if it makes the ballot okay i want to turn now to a decision this week by federal judge oliver wanger here in fresno of course the uh, water world in california was rocked uh, earlier this year when uh, in august when judge wanger ruled in a lawsuit filed by environmental groups that excessive pumping by the state and federal uh, pumping plants at tracy uh, were killing the delta smelt a small fish in the delta that is a critical component of the food chain in the delta now, this week Judge Wanger issued uh, gay federal officials until next September to come up with a new plan to protect the Delta smelt while still providing water to millions of Americans and hundreds of thousands of acres of farmland in the western San Joaquin Valley. State officials and water users have previously estimated that pumping cutbacks in the Delta as a result of Judge Wanger's rulings could cut water supplies by at least a third, but it is not clear actually how much water could be lost under the judge's current proposal. Deputy of Water Resources, which is uh, the Department of Water Resources is the big state agency that operates the state water project. Officials of, of DWR claim that they're looking at substantial reductions in their ability to pump out of the Delta. Well, of course, in lay language, they they were pumping so much water out of the delta, they were killing off the fishery and destroying the delta. And so Judge Wenger rightfully ruled you can't do that. Uh, Officials with the State Water Contractors Association and the California Association of Water Agencies say they need more time to review the judge's latest order before they can assess the impact on the state's water supply. Uh, wanger's 10 page preliminary order proposes a timetable and instructions on when and how dwr and the bureau of reclamation can pump from the delta in a year with an average amount of rain and snowfall about six million acre feet of water are pumped from the delta pumps operated by the bureau of reclamation send their water to the west side of this county the westlands water district and uh, the Department of Water Resources delivers a lot of water to the Tulare Basin farming operations in the southwest corner of the valley and then some of the state water goes over the Tehachapis to Southern California the draft order in and of itself doesn't mean anything until it's finalized so the delta pumps this coming year are going to be operated Uh, much differently than they have in past years Uh, the judge's order limits pumping which may the the restrictions on pumping may come as early as Christmas December 25th when fish typically spawn and the restrictions on pumping may last until June 20th when the young fish have moved past the pumps and of course the problems with the pumps is they grind up the small young fish uh, of many different species. This is called entrainment. And uh, this is what triggered the lawsuit in the first place that many species of fish, including the Delta Smelt, were suffering substantial declines. So we will keep you posted on that. Because we've had a dry year, the Department of Water Resources has indicated that it may only be able to deliver 25% of its normal uh, water supply for a given year uh, if the drought conditions continue and of course nobody knows we may yet still have a big winter so that remains to be seen now the contra costa times in the bay area has a uh, a heck of a reporter named mike tower and he wrote an article this week that said Customers of one of the state's largest water delivery systems secretly commissioned a study last year To estimate how much it would cost to build a highly controversial peripheral canal To take northern California around the water around the Delta and ship it south to the western San Joaquin Valley agriculture and the Southern California interests the $50,000 study which was completed in August of 2006 Shows that contractors of the State Water Project were actively considering a new canal similar to the aqueduct voters killed way back in 1982. The, re- the newspaper, Contra Costa Times, they had to obtain this secret report under the California Public Records Act. It estimated a 46-mile canal, which would be unlined, an earthen canal, In the Delta would cost from 3.3 to 3.7 billion dollars in 2006 dollars Now an alternate study that was done by the California Department of Resources Put the cost at from four to five billion So you can see there that they're they're well over a billion dollars apart on their estimates Which means that somebody's figures are haywire Uh, But critics of either Study or either estimate of a peripheral canal say the costs of building a peripheral canal are likely to be much higher uh, because of the inflation associated with construction costs. And the example that I already cited was the Temperance Flat Dam. Uh, in just two years, estimates of its cost have already doubled. Um, The Association of State Water Contractors includes many of the state's largest water districts, such as the giant Metropolitan Water District of Southern California, the Kern County Water Agency, and some smaller Bay Area districts. A canal which could improve water quality delivered south and eliminate fish kills at at the Delta pumps uh, was bitterly opposed by Northern Californians back 25 years ago. Um, Critics say that depending on how the canal is operated it could deprive the Delta of fresh water Leaving it to fill up with polluted drainage from western San Joaquin Valley farms And cities in the Bay Area Delta area which uh, dump their treated wastewater into the Delta so that will be a very hot issue if a Peripheral canal does get on the ballot, and by the way, there is a website called StopTheCanal.org, which those of you who are interested in learning more about the pros and cons of a peripheral canal go to that website www.stopthecanal.org, and I also want to get in a plug here now for I've launched a web a blog site web blog LloydGCarter.com. Uh, in which I'm gonna Occasionally opine on water issues, and I'm also going to post a lot of the things that I've written about water issues over The last 30 years, so www.LloydGCarter.com if you're interested I dug out an article I wrote in May of 1984 for when I worked for United Press International about Uh, The regional water board here in the valley was working on the drainage issues On the west side of the san joaquin valley which i've talked about on many occasions the farm drainage uh, On the west side has elevated levels of selenium and other trace elements That can negatively impact the food chain downstream in the delta and the state water board and the regional water board have literally been working on putting some effective controls on the toxicity of farm drainage water for over 30 years now but they've never done anything west side agriculture in this valley continues to drain into the delta and degrade the water supplies and the state water board and the regional water board simply refuse to act the uh, cleanup order for the uh selenium poisoned kesterson national wildlife refuge that was issued back in february of 1985 included language to clean up the lower san joaquin river which one federal scientist characterized as the lower colon of california and 22 years later after the state water board issued that cleanup order we still have farm drainage flowing into the Delta from the west side of the valley and degrading the water supplies. Okay, this one is gonna surprise you. This is a report, again, from Mike Tower of the Contra Costa Times, and it's a story about the Westlands Water District. I haven't seen this in the B yet, so uh, maybe they'll publish something in the next couple days. And the Contra Costa Times article, actually it's from today, says that the nation's largest irrigation district, Westlands, a consistent foe of environmentalists, has taken the unusual step of buying a $12 million ranch in the northern delta to restore wetlands and other habitat. The voluntary move by Westlands could be followed by similar investments by the state's biggest water agencies to address the crumbling, the crumbling delta ecosystem. The rationale is simple. simple. Water deliveries to Westlands and other water districts are increasingly threatened by the decline of the Delta's fish, especially the Delta smelt, which are protected under state and federal endangered species laws. Provided a spawning and rearing habitat for Delta smelt could increase the number of fish in the Delta and decrease the pressure on Delta water users tom birmingham westlands general manager says quote there is a crisis in the delta and the crisis is affecting a number of interests our intent in 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 acquiring the property was to benefit delta smelt so the constraints on the central valley project which is our primary source of water can be relaxed um This announcement by the Westlands yesterday surprised environmentalists who, in fact, blame Westlands for much of the Delta's decline. They say that excessive pumping of water to the western San Joaquin Valley strained the Delta's water supplies and led to a decline. Uh, One environmentalist, California Sports Fishing Protection Alliance executive director, Bill Jennings, suggested that westlands should move its farms north to produce to reduce the pumping of water out of the delta jennings said and i know bill jennings he may have had his tongue in his cheek when he said this he says the best thing westlands can do to protect fish in the delta is to move wholesale up to the sacramento valley and fallow an equivalent amount of acreage that should never have experienced the plow the property that westlands bought is the 3450 acre Yolo ranch at the southern tip of Yolo County and is in the Yolo bypass an environmentally sensitive region that is flooded occasionally by managers during high water on the Sacramento River the area has been identified as primary to restore wetlands and provide spawning and rearing habitat for Delta smelt the Sacramento splittail, and other fish Westlands has always been perceived as an agency that has been interested in obtaining water without regard for the environment, Birmingham said. We hope this changes that. Uh, I, for one, who obviously have been a a frequent critic over the years of Westlands, uh, applaud the Westlands move here if they're sincere and they really are concerned about the health of the Delta and the fishery. And uh, I hope they take other steps to reach out across the divide and, uh, you know, look for common ground with the environmental community and the delta. So that's an interesting story, and we will follow the development of uh, smelt habitat on that 3,400 yolo ranch acreage in uh, yolo county we'll keep you posted on that okay we only got a few minutes left i want to touch on a couple of interesting uh, topics as i've mentioned throughout the show we've had um, drought times in california the past year and so far this winter we're far below normal in our rainfall and uh, as a result of last year's You can't say drought because one year doesn't make a drought, but we had a dry year last year. In June, Los Angeles Mayor Antonio Vijarosa called uh, for voluntary water conservation. He wanted the residents of Los Angeles to try to voluntarily reduce their water usage by 10%. Well, we have some figures out through October in the wake of the mayor's call for a reduction a 10 percent reduction in water use and in fact los angeles water consumption is up one percent from what it was june through october of last year Uh, although um, la department of water and power officials contend that as of last may uh, may of this year was up 21 percent over may of 2006 so that in fact the governor i mean the mayor's plea for water conservation um, did have some effect even though we have actually or i should not say we i should say people in los angeles have actually increased their water usage throughout this dry summer by one percent over what they were a year ago so Uh, whether or not voluntary conservation works uh, remains to be seen but so far in Southern California in Los Angeles it's not working and in fact the figures from San Diego over the same thing or even worse San Diego County Water Authority also asked folks to voluntarily trim their water use by 10% and through the first 10 months of this year in San Diego water usage is up 6% over the same period in 2006, and water usage is at the highest that it's been in the last five years. So uh, although there's been a drought in Southern California, people who live in that desert civilization don't seem to care much because their water usage is actually increasing. Perhaps if we have another two or three years of drought, they'll start to take things seriously last uh, one or two items i want to mention here is there was a historic um, agreement on several western states sharing water coming out of the colorado river and of course the colorado river basin has in fact been locked in a definite drought that's been going on now for eight years and uh, lake mead the big lake near las vegas has been half empty since 1999 And it's going to take, um, I think, 8 to 10 years to refill if we just have normal rainfall years. Uh, Now, the states that take water out of the Colorado River are California, Nevada, Arizona, Colorado, Utah, New Mexico, and Wyoming. And they've had an agreement that actually goes all the way back to 1922. But in recent years, uh, particularly with the explosive growth in Nevada, Arizona and Southern California, uh, the needs of those states uh, have uh, resulted in a uh, more demand on the Colorado River, not less. And so uh, rather than go through lawsuits, the states got together with the Secretary of Interior and they reworked the water deal. And it seems like for the moment, all of the parties are happy. At least they have some certainties on the amount of water that each state will get in a given year so there is some good news that they are trying to manage okay last but not least there was a climate i know that folks uh, some folks in this country believe that uh, climate uh, change and global warming is just a myth of um the left-wingers and the wacko environmentalists think that global warming is for real and that that, the rest of the folks think it's all crazy there's a report this week in the san jose mercury news which says that dwindling snowpack in the sierra earlier stream flow and rising temperatures in the western united states can be attributed directly to human activity and will seriously affect California's water supply, according to a new research. For the first time, scientists have linked several specific trends in a regional water cycle to global climate change caused by greenhouse gas emissions since 1950 the sierra snowpack has increased by has decreased by about 20 percent the temperature in the rocky mountains has gone up three degrees and spring water flow in the columbia river has decreased significantly at there was the annual meeting of the american geophysical union in san francisco this week and marine physicist Tim Barnett Barnett of Scripps Institute of Oceanography said these signals are the same no matter where you go in the West, we've got a real serious problem. By scaling down climate models to bring greater details of the region, a team of scientists led by Barnett projected these trends into the future and found a grim picture for the West. By about 2040, the Colorado Rockies will be nearly barren of snow as early as April 1st each year. And a similar story will be played out in the Sierra. Well, we've reached the end of our show. This is Lloyd Carter, down in the valley, 88.1 FM, KFCF. We air on the second Friday of each month. We hope you'll tune in next month. Check out my website, Lloyd G. Carter, dot com and i wish all of you a happy holiday season